When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Um, as we sit here around the table, uh, Theo Walcott's move to Everton is on the brink. It's on the verge of being complete. He was travelling to Finch Farm on Tuesday afternoon to complete a medical and finalise terms on a £20 million deal. So Theo Walcott will be the theme, the, the main theme of today's podcast, as I'm joined by Gav Buckland, Ian Doyle, who was at Wembley with myself on Saturday, and Greg O'Keefe has come back in to join us on this week's edition. So Theo Walcott at the top of the agenda. We will unfortunately have to talk about the Spurs game um, and obviously look forward to what Sam Allardyce is already calling a massive game on Saturday when the Blues entertain West Brom. But we'll start with uh, Mr Walcott, um, and I'll go around the room, if you like, and, and just get people's opinions. Greg, start with you. Theo Walcott. Uh, in a £20 million deal. Is this a good bit of business for Everton? It could be. Um, if I'm honest, I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit unenthused by it, but I don't know if that's just really kind of familiarity, over-familiarity with the player, and, and you've certainly gone stale at Arsenal. Uh, you know, watch them over the years, go from really raw potential to inconsistently showing the glimpses of that in a later stage in his career. Um, remember he was called by Zvan Juran Eriksson to go to the World Cup, so on and so forth. Um, he's never quite done it. I think he had a couple of seasons where he, he got amongst the goals and looked as if he could stay in that Arsenal team for a while. But latterly he's dropped off. And most recently, I think this is the problem, really, when I'm trying to look at it in perspective, when I've seen him play for Arsenal, admittedly he hasn't been getting a game, he's been coming on and probably known he's not part of the plans, but he's been pretty woeful. So... I hope that the player, and he clearly does want to play football, or he just sit there and carry on taking the money from Arsenal, living in London, getting a game every few weeks. He clearly wants to play, so that's a good sign. And I just hope that there's enough of the, the player that we got so excited about in his youth, enough of that pace is still there, uh, to make it a signing worthwhile. £20 million in this day and age isn't a massive fee, um, and we certainly do need pace in the final third. You could see that, well, pretty much all season, but certainly painfully evident at Wembley so yeah overall fairly pleased with it but not massively enthused I'm honest Gav this is a player who's made 400 appearances for Arsenal scored over 100 goals this is a good player isn't it Um, good question yeah I mean I think that was Carragher said that last night Mm. didn't he on Monday Night Football on face value paying 20 million quid for an English player with 100 goals and 400 games who's not really a nominal striker as more best known as a wide man on face value, is good business. Um, I share Greg's reservations around, sort of had a bit of up and down career and, and things. Um, what I would say would be um, two things. I think in the market that we're looking at at the moment, and that we need to bring somebody in relatively quickly or wherever, um, is there going to be anything better out there? That At least we know about them, you know. I mean, you, you, you summed them up perfectly. We've had lots of evidence to, 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 to look at them as a player, haven't we? But sometimes you buy players from abroad and you don't really... <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's a known quantity, isn't he? 
uh, at a re- relatively low price, as you say, twenty million. Uh, decent record. You would hope that it would be reinvigorated at eleven. Two things I'd further say to that is one, I said last week, where would you play him? Mm. Well, if you play him at wide, well, we've got a plethora of wide players at the moment. Um, and secondly, just a general comment. Again, I think he's twenty-eight this year, isn't he? He's twenty-eight, 28 now. now. Yeah. Again, it's my age-old thing about like the age range of the squad. I mean, we're paying twenty million for a player who's going in like eighteen months' time. He's going to be like thirty. Short term, you know, you know what I mean. It's like, but to me, to me, we're still not buying enough players, sort of in the twenty-four to twenty-six. The golden bracket. You know, you would you get for three years, and he'd still remain within that like twenty-four to twenty-nine age range. We have that. Having said all that, I I've not got a problem with. I think I think on face value, put all that together, I think you've still got a good sign. And, but I share Greg's reservations, but in a slightly different way. Just pick up on Gav's point, um, Doily. For another eighteen months, he still remains in Sam Allardyce's bracket. He said mm. twenty-five to thirty is the, is the age of player he wants. Mm. Uh, and Everton are simply reinvesting. They got the money they got for Barkley and topping it up with five million. It's a good deal, is it? Well, I actually think the fee's quite good. I mean, if you look at how much Everton paid for Sigurdsson, who whether you agree with it or not, that's how much they paid for him, and they're paying half of this for. Walker, who is a proven England international, I don't think we can underestimate. He's played. I mean, how many games he played in the Champions League for, for Arsenal? He's played sixty-seven. He's played, he's played. He's got so much experience, and that's perhaps something at the top level that this Everton squad are lacking at the moment. And I think it may be kind of a, a statement signing in a way because a lot of clubs from abroad and players from abroad will know Theo Walker is, and they'll see somebody going from Arsenal to Everton if the if the deal gets done, and they'll say. Ooh, that, that's quite interesting. Maybe something's happening there. We've seen some other players go there. It's not always worked out. You know, as, as Gav said, he's going to hit the ground running because he's so played in play, England. He's played. He's played. So yeah, there's yeah. going to be no. In that sense, there's no doubts about him. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows exactly what what they're going to going to get from him, and that's perhaps where some of the reservations come from. But I wouldn't have any reservations. I mean, Everton have got a lot of the same type of player, but from some of the what the some of the down at Wembley, some of the the southern lads were saying, the the uh, national journalists, they were saying that Walcott really wants to play through the middle, and yeah. so he could be somebody who could play as a foil to to Jank Tosin, perhaps in, a four, in the long four, run, two. or well in a in a, or a four two three one or a, or perhaps in a four three three, then he would have to play out wide, I suppose. But he's somebody who can play in a variety of positions. No, Sam Allardyce was saying that after the game on Saturday, saying I see him as someone who can play in all three of those positions. So. He's versatile, and he may, you know, he may end up on the left. You know, the yeah. trouble uh, problem position. For at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Gav, Greg, come to you. Gav mentioned if he's playing out wide, you know, is he an upgrade on what we've got? Is he not better than Lennon? Is he not better than Luckman as a yeah. twenty-year-old? Is he is he not more proven than Balassi? He's better than Lennon. Yeah, um, I I kind of reserve judgment on Balassi consistently yet because we just. But, uh, but at this stage in their careers, who's 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 got you know we like Balassi, I think most of us you know he's yeah. going to but you know Walcott's been there and done it more than Yannick has, hasn't he? Well, yeah, he's played at a higher level than Balassi, but we signed Balassi from Palace. So um, and then and then again, similar ages. So yeah, you would have to say okay, he's probably better in inverted commas than Balassi. But you know, I would I would rather just kind of see what comes of that if Balassi can really stay clear of injury and have a consistent run of games. The thing is that. If he is going to play through the middle, and I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this as well, that instantly causes a reshuffling, and it might be a very necessary reshuffling based on the evidence of our zero shots on target in 2018. 
of those options <laughs> be, behind or around Jenk Tossen. Um, I mean, wasn't Sigurdsson supposedly going to be playing well, in my, the middle? Purely my my belief is that if you sign Walcott, you play Walcott one side, Balassi the other. Yeah. Sigurdsson plays where he should play, which yeah. is off the striker, which is Toshin. Rooney plays deeper, which is where Sam Allardyce has said he sees his future. Now, that, that to me also probably means... Rooney doesn't play every match because you've got to depend on the opponent. Yeah. But then again, he is 33, whatever he is. Uh, and obviously, you know, he's not the athlete he was. And I would say that would be sensible. But, you know, you Everton have got to adapt to different teams and different matches. So I think if you've got options, yeah, Walcott away from home when we don't have much of the ball could be a good option to play for us. Yeah, yeah, we could play. I mean, I think I alluded to it, he could you just hypothetically you play four four two, couldn't you? But he just plays off the front man. You play Sigerson in the middle of a four, middle four of a, of a midfield. You know, yeah. uh, with 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 a you know a, a more defensive midfielder. So the, the, there's various options. What I'd say compared to Balassi, we see the goals record. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. Know, Yannick is not a goal scorer. He's more of a creator, isn't he? With world cost is sort of yeah. half and half, isn't he? You know, so having them both in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not necessarily. Replacing Balassi with Walcott in 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 a, in a life for life thing. So we're saying here, if you'd have said at the start of the Theo Walcott twenty million top, you had yes or no, you said yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a danger of these things that you do end up giving them far too much thought, which is good. But if you, sometimes your first reaction's the best, doesn't it? So Theo got about twenty million. You'd have that yeah. one yeah. all day long. It's hundred goals and four hundred games. Yeah. And Doyle is, I think. Greg definitely mentioned, and you may have alluded to it. Is there a um, sort of the over familiarity we've got with Walcott? Is that part of the not lukewarm, but the mixed reaction because he's not an unknown from the Bundesliga, or he's not somebody we've plucked from Turkey that a lot of us didn't know about? Well, is that part of the reason why we're not not all of the fans are hugely excited well, by his it, arrival? A lot of them were uh, getting excited about. Is it Tosin or Tosin? What are we saying? Tosin. He's calling the Turkish striker yeah, yeah. for now. Eh? But they're getting <laughs> excited by him, but I reckon that nearly all of them have never seen him play. Or no, they've seen like a few highlights on, on YouTube and that's it. But as, as we say, with, with Walcott, we know exactly what he's going to bring. And I think something that we've, has all just been mentioned then is uh, it's options. That's what he gives. He gives these options. You know, If you look at the team, we do this thing every single game where we pick the team and we go this, that and the other. But it's always the same type of players in the same positions, the same formation. But Walcott gives you that kind of variety, as, as Phil said, away from home, playing on the break. At home, he can offer a little bit of creativity. And I think that's something that perhaps has been lacking because we know that Everton are possibly the slowest team in the Premier League. So. <laughs> it's just not been officially uh, officially titled yet, is it? But they Phil, are. can you just, on, on Walcott still, is there a bit of a danger that um, certainly with no other, nothing else to play for other than a, a respectful finish in the Premier League, no other fixtures... Vlasic and Luckman may become even more kind of deconditioned and frustrated and as their game time, barring any injuries, which we hope we don't get because we've had enough of them this season, as their game time dwindles even more. We've heard little rumours, haven't we, about Luckman perhaps wanting to move on because mm. I think he probably had a bit too much too soon in a way well, as good as yeah. his career. But Vlasic has kept his head down, although he did seem mystified, didn't he, about why he went from being you know, mm. kind of playing in and out for Unsworth and Coombe and then just basically not getting that much of a look in. Yeah, he wasn't in the squad, has he? It's been a few times he's not been in the squad. Yeah. And we've he, liked what we've seen of him as well. Yeah, I, I, he would be the one I would perhaps be more concerned about if I was, if I was, you know, uh, of him, if you know what I mean. I think Luckman, 
have come on and shown glimpses. He's still a young player. He's still going to make mistakes. Um, I think certainly if you, if you look at the pattern of Flasic, as soon as Kuman left, Unzi played him sparingly. I think he had doubts over his ability to keep the ball. And clearly that, that feeling is pervaded with Allardyce, who, you know, barring a sort of a sort of lively 45 minutes against United when he started, but I think he was picked because the injury in the fixture list backed up. I would be. I would think that Vlasic potentially, despite the fact that Everton paid ten million quid for him, could be. And I'm, I'm just putting two two together here. Could be one of the players that Sam mentioned to me, the younger players that may need to go on loan. Vlasic. Yeah, maybe. Where would he go on loan? Though? Well, well you'd send him to Europe. Wouldn't no, you'd, you? that would be pointless. You'd have to send him to to a club in England okay. because if he's going to be playing West in Brom. England, he has to get he has to get used to playing in. Yeah. Yeah. I would in, say, in, yeah, in yeah, true. And you go, you go, Blake. What was his name? Tarasach or whatever. Tarasach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of went off the radar completely, didn't he? When mm. he went, 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 went on loan. So, yeah. or went, he went back, didn't he, to where we brought yeah. him from. So he disappeared on the continent on loan or whatever. It's so easy just to disappear from you, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And I, I, agree with, I agree with Ian. I think if you're yeah. going to put him on loan, you put him in this country, mm. um, then, the, then the takers... You know, Swansea, they take... Him. I mean, you know, look, there'd be yeah. plenty of clubs yeah. who would say... yeah. We'll Even Brighton, it. because he played at Brighton, had a good game there. So that mm. could be, they may have looked at him and go, we'll take it. Send them the DVD. <laughs> but, but what would you do with Luckman then? Do you, I personally think you keep him in the squad and say, look, if you're struggling for, you know, if, if you're struggling for game times that much, we'll play in the 23s to keep you up, keep your fitness up. But I think he's got enough to offer off the bench. Um, let, look, Lennon has, has been, in many ways, really good this season. And obviously what he's come back from is... is, is you know, is is the the story of the season for me, but I think he's inconsistent as much as Luckman in many ways. I think maybe Lennon is a safer pair of hands defensively. Um, I think yeah. With all due respect to Turner Lennon, he's what is he thirty now? Yeah. Thirty one. I mean, if you think about his career trajectory, is that you're not going to build it? No, fair seam round the mire. You would much rather in this situation, yeah. assuming Everton aren't going to get dragged back into any nonsense. Bench, bench at best, isn't it? And, that, and that, that's the, 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 the reality. I mean, I think he has, you know, some games this season he's been protected the right hand mm-hmm. side of defence really well. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and funny enough, when he's been missing, you've noticed that, yeah, after, you yeah. know. But I keep every time I see him, I think I'm not so sure. But I think Luckman's a slightly different uh, proposition. It'd be interesting to see, given that Arsenal were supposedly. In quotes, interested in him early on the season. You wondered, wonder if his name came up as part of the World Cup, uh, mm. as part of the World Cup conversation. You think though that Wenger, you know, Arsenal are still obviously, whether they're adrift of, of the top four, but would still be clinging on to some hope that they can kick on if yeah. they get the players in they want. Would Wenger not have the same concerns that Allardyce and Unzi? Yeah, and no, I was just thinking. I was just yeah. thinking. Maybe looking a different way. How long is Wenger going to be there? I, I, I was just. Speculating whether mm. he, you know, bear in mind interest supposedly being shown as whether his name came up during it, you know. But there's what I'm concerned about at the moment is just moving slightly away from Walcott. Is 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 Sam's position in relation to the January transfer window? Is are we, if Sam was going to be here, it's just been newly appointed in December on a three year contract or four year contract. Is would the January transfer window look completely different to what it is at the moment? You mean would we be more doing more business than what we are doing at the moment, considering there are massive 
gaps and stove floors and before we come to spares in, in, in the squad. It, it, it's what's happening at the moment, sort of reflecting that well, but just sort of plugging the obvious gaps. I know we're not coming to the left back. And what what does that say about how Sam is viewed? Does, it's like, are we saying here that Sam is viewed as six months from here? Well, or, I, don't, I don't really pure, know. This is purely theoretically. Yeah. And put to one side the fact that Steve Walsh and Sam have a, have a decent relationship anyway. Isn't that why Everton employs director of football? Because yeah. he's long-lasting and whoever is the first team coach slash manager, yeah. it doesn't matter because ultimately there's a two-tier tick list, if you like. Both of them have got to say yes. And Steve Walsh, as much as he would be mindful of the here and now and improving the squad for the next six months, etc., he's also got to think about long term because he'll be here he'll be here you assume you hope after so. Sam has yeah, yeah, gone yeah yeah it's just it's just it's the, the lack of activity that concerns me at the moment well there's not that many players that you can I no yeah. January is a very difficult well, well, we haven't got a left back have we I mean we've, we've done the left back position to mm. death on this but in fact if you took if we'd had a decent left back the start of the season you probably could have got rid of about five podcasts with yeah is that we're now, well, what are we now, 16th January, closer to the end of the, the transfer window, probably, than what, yeah. what we were at the start. And it still appears to be no move on addressing the left-back position. I'll be, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff going behind the scenes. And if I was a supporter, well, I am a supporter, but if you if you any supporter would be saying, well, what's happening there? Because it... Uh, well, Greg, you know yourself, that's the that's area that everybody's looking at Evan Hardy. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure when we talk about Tottenham, it'll be the perfect opportunity to get into it in more depth. But go for it. Let's go. Would, people, it, would yeah. a new left-back have made the difference? It would have made a difference. It would have made a difference. I could possibly have seen um, them not scoring the first goal. Um, I could see us maybe becoming more of an attacking threat. I, look, I got a little bit of, not stick, but and it was probably from someone so closely associated with Everton, I tweeted about how impressed I was with Andy Robertson and a few blues kept coming back a bit curmudgeonly, I understand, and saying, well, he only pressed and ran in straight lines. What are you getting so excited about? You know, um, I wasn't actually basing the opinion purely on the, on the City game. Mm. I've been impressed with how he's developed as he's got more run-outs for Liverpool all season. And I've been watching him on and off since Roberto Martinez was linked with him. You know, He was in Scotland the first and obviously he went to Hull. Yeah, and yeah. I think he did very well at Hull. Yeah. He was in good part of a good I say good defence but some good candidates not defence yeah. it's seen as they've moved on yeah yeah absolutely they've got some yeah, good yeah. players um, and in some ways his, his tenacity and his stamina and his engine reminds me of a younger Leighton Baines in some ways obviously I don't think he's got the same prowess from a dead ball or the same same flair same yeah, yeah, flair yeah, yeah. but you know he's, he's a young player and I just think that type of left back whether it's Chilwell you know someone like that Tierney, the lad from Celtic, is Tierney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would make a difference and, and possibly would have made a difference on Saturday. I'm not saying we would have still won that game because there were more problems for me than just fullback. That was the most glaring one. And I'd, I get more and more concerned as more days in this window you know, continue because ultimately it's not just about getting one in. We've got a game on Saturday and... Alan Pardew will be looking to target Kuko Martin. Yeah, Phillips left, is fit again, isn't he? Left side Matt again. Phillips, yeah, 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 he'd be looking to target exactly the same area. Um, West Brom got in a lot of crosses on uh, Boxing Day. He did, yeah. yeah. Now, on both sides, but mm. 
you know, that would be a concern, wouldn't it? Here's one for you, darling. A bit, a bit mad, and it might be seen as Turkey's voting for Christmas. But should Everton, you know, everybody's everybody's an adult, everybody's are all big boys. Bainesy knows, you know, ultimately that he's, he's in the closing stages of his career. Do Everton go, Leighton, come into the office, me, Steve, Big Sam, the chairman, whatever. We've got these ideas for a young left-back. Which one should we go for? Yeah, that sounds nice, but that would never happen. I'm pretty sure that that doesn't happen. You don't I'm just saying, it. should yeah, be. So it's, well, as you know, Bainesy is as an Evertonian, somebody who knows that ultimately, you know, his for one of the phrases, days are numbered. But you know what I mean. He's coming to the end of his career. I'm just does this sound him out? It's an interesting view. I suppose when you look at it from a dispassionate point of view, then yeah, they should. But no one's going into that meeting completely <laughs> unbiased, are they? Because mm. he's they can't really do that because. You know, Bainsey might go, oh, yeah, pick him, but he's, he's not very good, or something like that, or he'll pick somebody who he knows isn't as good as him, which means that he'll be playing for the even next 18 if, months or whatever. Even if the list is of, I don't know, 22-year-old fullbacks who might not be good enough right now, but would put him under under pressure going forward? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it's a great idea, but I'm not sure whether or not that would that would play hmm. in, okay. in, in, the, in the overall scheme of things. I see where you're coming from, because Everton do... As we've mentioned, they do need a they need a left back. I mean, you know, Martinez had good days, had bad days, but too against, many days against, maybe against yeah, too many. Days. Well, that's the thing, too many days. He, he knows that if he's playing badly or he's playing well, he's going to be in the team the next I don't, week. I don't see a la- I don't see a lack of option. I don't see a lack of effort. No, that's not it from Martinez. I don't no. see him resting on any laurels though. And it wasn't he's got no laurels to rest well, on. And it yeah, wasn't yeah. entirely his fault. Because I because I, I you know I feel mean you went to the game and yeah. I was. Calling out Sigurdsson for, for that one as well, well. And, and possibly Jags, maybe but, but as well. But the most immediate person, for, the most immediate person yeah. for Sigurdsson, he's not offering him the protection. And I think Allardyce didn't mention any players' names, but when he mentioned the lack of professionalism or people not sticking to the game plan, I suspect he may have been talking about it. Yeah, who? Sigurdsson, not sticking to whatever it was he was supposed to be right. doing in terms of defensive. Yeah, because yeah, he's not. You know, there's some games where he has protected them. To be fair, at that hand, yeah. doesn't he? Uh, I think there's a danger that Martinez and the left back position is. I wouldn't say a scapegoat, but it's getting yeah because it's getting there. It is Sigurdsson's not a left winger either. So yeah, you've got a yeah. left winger and not left winger protecting a not left back. Well, wasn't that symptomatic of the whole problem? Sigurdsson's probably been told in, in the tactics meeting we're going to try and be a little bit more adventurous and easy to push up. And we need you to get in more influential influential positions further up the field now. Admittedly, the goal he was tucked in, he just wasn't paying attention. But generally, maybe Martina was more exposed than he has been previously because Sigurdsson wasn't more mindful. I was told, no, we need to, you need to be pushing up more. And well, or maybe it'd be that Tottenham were actually played quite well and, and, and targeted him and had a yeah, way. I mean, Tottenham, of course, Tottenham played all right, good, didn't good, they? Good, good, good teams are always targeting yeah. weakest point. That's what they're good at. I just thought on Saturday the defence. I mean, that first goal. I mean, if you freeze it. If you freeze the, the 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 screen when the pass is made, you know, out wide to to Aurier, was it? Yeah. Playing, right? See how many Everton players are in a portion of the pitch about twenty yards by twenty yards wide. Yeah. There's about seven or eight players. I think there's seven players in that but, area. I mean, there has to be compact, though, aren't they? But, the but, but there's some of them. There's been compact. Yeah, but we had like players in that area. In that area, the pitch. You weren't even marking space. Players were standing in yeah. space, and, and everybody got. For whatever reason, everybody got dragged out of position, and then then Martinez exposed. Then like, you are right. There was some bits he could have done, but I just thought 
I just thought that that was just a bad team goal to concede. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the third yeah. goal was a was a bad team goal, bad goal to concede. You know, because okay, it came from his part of the pitch, but I mean, the ball went right across there. Well, Sigurdsson made an yeah, absolutely yeah, diabolical yeah. attempt to and stop it, didn't he? And then centre defence. And you're thinking, you know what I mean? My mate said to me on Monday, he says, that, that their goal was the worst I've seen this, you know, mm. concede the season. I thought, well, that's I, thought, damning, I, thought wow. I thought I thought the first South one was, was, you know. And um, well, that's a fact, isn't it? There's been that many to yeah. talk about, which is yeah. the worrying thing, which is not necessarily down to Martina. And I, I thought it was... Overall, I thought, well, the one thing I would say about Saturday... Is it's been lost a bit? Is it one nil? We're still in the game, and Harry Kane's goal was offside. Mm. Yeah, it was offside. Yeah, yeah fair it, was, it was off. You know, it was quite clearly offside. Yeah. I was, I was, shall I say, disappointed in the the commentary on punditry on match today. Where Frank Lampard said he's slightly offside. Well, unless I'm very much he's mistaken, offside, like yeah. he's offside. Yeah, you know. And and I was thinking, if we'd have scored that, if that had been us to make it one all, there would have been a completely different conversation. Yeah. Well, Rooney was clearly offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it was the same yeah. end on the same lines. Yeah. But they could have made the same mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but I tell you what, Wayne should have just stood where he was stood. He would have scored anyway because the Spurs lad was pulling out. But the mm. linesman for the Harry Kane goal, he was about six yards behind behind, behind play, wasn't he? Mm. And I know, I know, we ended up getting a bit of a bit of a hiding. But as you've seen in the two games at Anfield, you can still be under pressure and. Still be still, still break out and, and score at 1 0. And I just thought, with all the. And, and I didn't think we were that bad in the first half. We weren't dreadful. We were, you know, it's we competitive. were contained. It was contained. And 1 0, you're thinking, OK, it's all right. And, and that to me turned, not didn't turn the game, it just accelerated our demise. And I thought we were unlucky mm. at that because it was a poor decision. And I, I did. And the, the commentary and the punditry on match of the day was also poor as well. And I think because uh, it didn't fit the narrative of Everton getting us tonking at Spurs, you know, and I, I against you could argue that we we left ourselves exposed with mm. John Joe Kenny, wasn't it? Um, but I thought we would have been unlucky in there. Yeah, on, no, on, I agree. Saturday. Yeah, well, all I'd say yeah. is just coming back to a point Phil mentioned earlier as well when he was talking about the idea of consulting Baines, which um, I think has actually got some merits to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although. I mean, I just don't know how that would play out. Um, I know he's obviously he's somebody who values the club beyond just being an employee. He's a conscientious person. He's a thinker. And he may well, I don't know, he may well think, well, I will provide that input. Or he might think, actually, I've still got another season, two seasons in me. Why should I get involved in that? Mm. Thanks, no thanks. I don't know. But the only thing I'll pick up on what Phil said was, at least the 22-year-olds, I actually think that the left back this sign has to be in your golden age yeah, 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 because yeah. I don't really think it's someone who just comes in as a. Although how old's Robertson? Do, I think he's twenty three. Twenty three. So that fair enough then. But yeah. I think it has to be someone who really challenges Baines rather than is a succession plan yeah. because these injuries may well crop up. Baines played for three or four seasons through all sorts of injuries, ankle, knee problems, and he just ploughed on and he never stopped. And he was seven at. At least seven on ten every week, yeah. and it's maybe take a bit of toll on. No, him I'm sure it has, Greg. Yeah, I'm sure it so has. Yeah. I think unfortunately it may be that we see these injuries crop up with more regularity. So it needs to be rather than a, a gifted understudy, like say, like a, a Luckman or a Vlasic. Mm. It, it has to be somebody who actually challenges him, and it's got more a bit more experience. What about Luke Shaw? I would. I was really impressed with Luke Shaw last He's night. Twenty-two, albeit was he? Me, that's interesting, isn't it? But yeah. then that's where experience comes in. Yeah, he played. Season, really good season or two at Southampton. Yeah. 
Might have been two, I don't know. I think know. it was two, wasn't it? 12, Certainly 13, the second, yeah. 13, 14. And, so we, yeah. and okay, his United career, as we know, has been up and down and he's missed out a lot through injury. But I was impressed with what I saw last night, albeit against you know a struggling Stoke. Yeah. I think he's come back to it. So, personally, I'd be willing to give Luke a go. I think it would be a good signing. Um, one player we haven't mentioned from Saturday, and we'll quickly... Quickly get an opinion of everybody on his performance. The new boy, Tosin Doyle, how do you think he did? I thought he did quite well. It's obvious that he's not quite fully fit. He's not up to speed with the Premier League, but to, that's to be expected. But what I quite liked about him was one bit in the first half where he won a free kick, where I think the ball went up to him, and he kind of held on to it for a bit, then just fell over when a Tottenham player came near <laughs> it. And I know that sounds a bit daft, but Everton lack a player up there, or certainly in attacking sense, that's got that mouse just and game intelligence just to go... We're under a bit of pressure here. I'm just going to relieve this by falling over and winning a free kick. And there was other bits and bobs. I mean, I think he touched the ball four times in the area. Uh, one was the flick header for Rooney where they got offside. Yeah. Another touch, then a shot that was blocked and a shot that went wide. And clearly what that should tell us is get the ball into the box to him more often because he's, he makes stuff happen and that's just after well, an hour's worth of play. Theo, get down the wing and put it in the box. Well, exactly, yeah. Gav, what do you think of him? Too early to judge, but I didn't see anything there. That's all. We bought a bit of a, you know, this looks like a bad sign. Mm. Whether it proves to be a good sign and time yeah. will tell and when he gets to service. But he certainly, you can, I don't want to bring that Dominic Cavalier into the conversation, but I will. Mm. You can see at a striker there's a real difference between an experienced mid 20s striker who's been playing mm. that position for five or six years yeah. and somebody who's coming, yeah. coming in pretty much from academy level football, you know. And uh, I, I thought he looks looks good on the pitch. I thought he, he showed two or three nice touches in a, in a with very limited opportunities. Um, and um, I didn't see anything there that you think you know that maybe one or two strikers you've seen in the past. You thought well, it, have you it wasn't them a, it wasn't a new man. He asked no, no, absolutely yeah. no. And the other thing, yeah, he's played in the Champions League as well. Yeah, so that could be two players that Everton signed this month who who seasoned in the Champions League. Yeah. I like what I saw. I yeah. thought he was going to have a bigger impact against West Brom. Mm. I think we'll be in a better position to discuss what he's all about after that game. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't even be surprised if he gets, um, as maybe in the turn off, gets amongst the goals. I've had, I had that feeling after the game on Saturday, yeah. weirdly. I just thought West Brom would give him more option. And he, yeah. Yeah. I liked what I saw. Good. Yeah. Narky as well. Gave what, committed a few fouls, so it was good to see. Very good. Well, thank you very much for uh, tuning in to this uh, edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. So we've covered Theo Walcott. Theo Walcott, sorry. Um, we'll bring you the latest on his uh, move to Everton. We've uh, we've gone over the nightmare that was Spurs. So I uh, hope you've enjoyed it and stay with us online for uh, all the latest news. <laughs>